0: The volume. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Tirerack.com The way tire buying should be.
2: complete terms
1: the Colin Cowherd podcast brought to you by FanDuel it's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel whether you love basketball golf soccer or any fantasy sport there is a contest for every fan FanDuel more ways to win Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday morning podcast, usually a Monday morning podcast, but I had a harrowing travel experience. I'll have a former nba for 17 years, Eddie Johnson, now the play-by-play guy for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, gracious, great guy, very experienced to talk about the NBA finals, but I got to tell you, you know, you want to hear about the story. Do you raise your hands? Okay. So my daughter, about six months ago, said, Dad, uh, I don't have a lot of time off this summer. I'm taking a summer class, and it's my last semester at college, and she had some stuff planned. She said, can we find three or four days to go to a place I always wanted to go to? And I said, sure, Olivia, where do you want to go? She goes, Jackson and I, Jackson's my son, he's 15, Olivia's 20, and uh, they said Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's a ski town, uh, very nice, beautiful state, Uh, sparsely populated, Uh, biggest town near Jackson Hole, Wyoming is Jackson, Wyoming, and it's tiny, kind of a cowboy town, fun though. So we booked the flight and uh, we have an amazing time. Uh, By the way, if you ever go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, I strongly encourage you stay in Teton Village. You could stay in Jackson, that's awesome. Teton Village is picturesque and the hotel I stayed at had an astronomer the only astronomer in this hotel chain's business. That was as much fun as I've ever had with my kids. His name was Ryan Hennessy. Look him up. Astronomer in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We go up the mountain at 10 o'clock at night, and for the next hour and a half till you know 1145, he, his knowledge, his telescope, which was super deluxe, Uh, It was one of the great experiences I've ever had with my kids. Utterly fascinating. So, you know, we did the other stuff, the horse riding and the, you know, the bike riding and the the hikes and uh, the tram up the mountain, all that fun stuff. Great food, great fun. So then we're going to leave. So it is Sunday and I'm going to leave, get back just in time to watch the NBA finals game three in which I like the Bucks to win, trailing O2, go back home, get the whistle, win the game, which they did. So the flight's supposed to leave at 2, which is in Wyoming, 1 o'clock Los Angeles time. All right, it's delayed an hour. Who cares? No big deal. And it's delayed a second hour. All right. No big deal. I am not an elitist. So then they board us. About two hours, 15 minutes, they board us. Uh, we do find out that the air conditioning is broke. That's fine. No big deal. And after being on the plane about 20 minutes, the captain says, well, I was being optimistic. You're going to have to deboard, board plane So there's some groans, not from me, Mr. Regular Guy. I'm like, eh, whatever. Look at my kids. That's life. It's not the first time. We get off the plane. We wait another hour. But the crew, it's a small plane. And, you know, a little inside information on the aviation industry. When you get... Cross-country flights, you know, Boston to L.A., you know, New York to L.A., you know, Seattle, Miami, you get the experienced crew. You know, they, they don't do the commuter flights, the hour flights. They don't do those. So you have a very young crew, very young pilots. That's fine. Again, I am a man of the people. But the young crew, as we deplane, and it's hot now, it's 90 degrees, forgets to close the windows as they try to fix the problem. So after about an hour waiting, they get us back on the plane, and it's a sauna. The plane is at least 95 degrees, probably 100. A woman next to me, I believe, passed out. So we're on the plane for about a half hour. Not going to name the airline. I'm not here to ruin anybody's life or employment. So people literally are just, they make you wear masks, right? It's 90 degrees. The, the, The air conditioning's out. The plane is an oven. So people are walking up and like everybody's sweating. I'm not a huge sweater. I'm sopping wet. So they deplane it again. Now this gets audible groans. Everybody's a little feisty now. Now, remember, this is Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Very nice town. Not a holiday weekend. That was last weekend. But nonetheless, small town and it is packed. As you know, around the country, if you've traveled at all this summer, Airlines, rental cars, hotels, restaurants are absolutely packed, at least out west. So as they deplane us for the second time, we have to wait for our luggage to get off the plane. We're the last ones in the airport. For some reason, our bag just, I don't know, got stuck, broken into, mishandled. Who the hell knows? I look at my kids and I'm like, um, as we wait for our bag, get on the phone and start looking up hotels. I don't know if this town has one. Now, we stayed in Teton Village. I called our hotel. I talked to a person at that hotel. I said, can you check in the Teton Village? They said, there's not a single room. So all of the kids were all looking up hotels. A through D, daughter. D through L, son. M through Z, me. Finally, W, the Wyoming Inn. We find a room. Now, I'm at a rural airport. And I have to get to the hotel. And uh, there's not a lot of Uber drivers in Jackson, Wyoming. I get incredibly lucky. A wayward, potentially drunk sedan pulls up. And I walk up to him and I say, uh, can you get us to Jackson? He says, I can. But there's somebody else here I'm picking up. And I think, oh, brother. So... That person disappeared. So after about a 10-minute search, that person disappeared. My kids and I get on into this minivan with an attitude. We get to Jackson to our hotel. It's a fine hotel. The Wyoming Inn. Very nice. Not bothered at all. They have nowhere to eat. Everything's booked. We go across the street to the Sidewinder. Everything booked. Everything's an hour and a half, two-hour wait. It's hot. We've been in an airport for five hours. Deplaned twice soaking wet. So we call an Uber driver. We got lucky. Young man picks us up. We go to four different restaurants. (laughs) They're all in town, jammed. I give the Uber driver a 20 and say, will you go through the drive-through at McDonald's? He's absolutely, I will. Didn't want food, gave him a 20. So we sat in line, bought 12 cars, maybe 15. This is nine o'clock at night. Mickey D's, I got a spicy chicken sandwich, boom, made the weekend. Uh, We go back to the hotel, great night's sleep, great people. We're all drained, wet, gross. The flight was canceled, but rescheduled for nine in the morning. Get up, Uber, airport, all good. We get on the flight, it's late, not delayed, it's late, appears to be a problem, but the crew, we're just going to take off. We get in the air. Not going to name the airline. Everything's fine. So at this point, we got about 30 to 45 minutes left on the flight back to L.A. I go to the bathroom. There's only one. It's the back of the plane. This airline, it's not Delta, and it's not the kind of airline that appears to, despite a government bailout, have a lot of money. I go to the bathroom, and then as I finish, I wash my hands. The sink will not turn off. You know how Sully Sullenberger had to land on the Hudson? I kept thinking to myself, the headline is going to be sportscaster drowns 65 people at 30,000 feet. It would not stop. The sink, I'm kicking it. I'm punching it. I'm hitting it. The sink now is overflowing in the only bathroom. This is a true story. I wish it wasn't. I wish I was just embellishing, which I'm prone to do. So I'm hitting on the sink, banging my hand on this sink, trying to jam it back in. You know how it works. You pull it out, the water comes out. And it comes out faintly. It will not stop. And apparently somebody clogged the drain because now it is now going over the little bowl area. (laughs) It starts coming onto the floor. Finally, I hit it again. And I think it either ran out of water. Or it stopped because I didn't move it. So I take towels out. I walk, you know, the floor, it's soaking. There's only a few. I'm using Kleenex, everything. I open the door and a lady looks at me and I think she thought I had a heart attack. I said, I'm good. I'm not going to get into it. The sink didn't work. It's been a long 18 hours. I went back to my seat. It's a very nice landing. And um, then I got home, and I'm not going to complain about it. I told my kids, listen, it was a humbling experience. I'm not going to let a crazy 18 hours ruin what was an amazing four days where we were entertained by astronomers, horses, bike rides, and the beautiful state of Wyoming. I strongly consider you go there. Teton Village, Jackson Hole. And that, folks, that's no biggie. Not bitter, panicked at 30,000 feet for a couple minutes. That's my travel story. With that, we bring on Eddie Johnson. I don't know if you remember Eddie playing. I'm in my 50s. 17 years, beautiful jumper. And what very few players do is end up as great broadcasters. He's one of them. For the Phoenix Suns, he's been a sixth man of the year. You last 17 years in this league. You had to be coachable. You had to you had to know your stuff. But Eddie, I'm going to start with this because I just told a travel horror story. And in my life, Eddie, I've been traveling 30 years. I have a couple of weird ones. Nothing too harrowing. I've never felt in danger. So, in your 17 years of playing and all the years broadcasting, do you is there ever been a moment on a plane where you and I'm sure after all these years you're a fine traveler? where you thought your life was in danger?
3: It's been two, but I'll just talk about the one that I thought was the worst. Uh, we were traveling to, the, to Houston to play the Rockets, and it happened to be a flight where you could take your kids. My kids weren't on the flight, but uh, Darren Marley's kids were. And the pilot came on about maybe a half hour you know, after we took off, and he said, hey, we're going to be running into some storms, but we're going to work our way around it. Well, he worked his way right into it. And about an hour outside of Houston, we basically dropped a couple of thousand feet about eight times. I mean, the engine was making a weird noise. I actually thought it was over. I, I mean, that was the worst flight I've ever been on in my life. The plane was going sideways. Food was flying everywhere. People were screaming. And it just wasn't good, man. I just pretty much said it's over. You know, and I've done a lot of tough flights, Colin, but that one was the worst. And, and you know, God was with us because he got us out of it because I don't know how.
1: <laughs> you know, Eddie, people forget the NBA is mostly a winter league. Yeah. So you've flown into some storms in Boston, in Milwaukee, in Detroit. Yeah. I guarantee you've probably flown into snowstorms. Is your second story about a snowstorm?
3: No, it's actually landing in D.C. Uh, we were landing in D.C. I was playing with the uh, Kansas, no, Sacramento Kings. And Terry Tyler was sitting next to me. And it was an Eastern Airlines flight. I, I guess I can say Eastern Airlines because they're there no sure. more. And, you know, in, in D.C., the airport is weird. So the plane has to get lower like you yes. bridge and then it has to drop. Well, he dropped and I'm looking out the window and I'm like, is he going to land in the water? And I guess he undershot the runway until it is exuberant to get it right. He kind of did something in the plane, turned this way and the wing basically almost hit the water. And Terry Tyler at that point in time was like screaming, grabbing seats. You know, we all started grabbing our seats. This guy took off. Just like this. I didn't know straight a plane. I didn't know a plane could do that. He basically took off like a rocket ship and went straight in the air. Then he came in after the plane landed and said, so I apologize. I'm like, man, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: There's a reason, Eddie. Eastern Airlines is out of business.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
1: The NBA Finals are finally here, and FanDuel Sportsbook has a championship offer you don't want to miss. Because during the Finals, new users get 30-1 to 1 odds on the Suns of the Bucks to win that game. That means you can win $150 on a $5 bet. My pick for Game 4. Suns plus 4.5. With FanDuel Sportsbook, there are more ways to win, and when you do win, getting your money is a layup. You'll get paid in as little as 24 hours. Just sign up with the promo code Colin. That's the key, the promo code Colin to bet the NBA Finals and get 30 to 1 odds. That is outrageously good exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, 21 plus and present in Colorado, Indiana, or New Jersey. Must wager in designated offer market, $10 first deposit required, 150 max bonus. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, and 1-800-GAMBLER in Jersey.
0: Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: Top Two is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy.
1: You know, I, I've said this about the Phoenix Suns. I like them to win this series. And I've said they're really an old school team. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not against analytics. I call right. them on my show, man Right. You cannot turn alpha males into code and numbers. These are human beings. Yes. That I like analytics, but late in games or in big games, let men, stars take the game over. And if they have to go mid-range, Kawhi Leonard, Chris Paul, I just want buckets. Let's not get too much into the numbers. What I love about Phoenix, you have a big man who likes to be a big man, the classic scoring guard, a three and D veteran wing, an an evolving wing, a distribution first mid-range jump shooting point guard, and then a backup to him, which means he only has to play 31 minutes a night. It feels like a team that played in your era, like – this is not all about threes. It's about getting stops, getting baskets. Right. Uh, and they play with almost, because they're of their youth, Eddie, they play with sort of a, a relentless, almost college intensity on every possession. When did you spot this season? Because last year you went 8 0 in the bubble. Right. Was it last year or this year that you went, okay, this team, this is a good enough team to win it all?
3: I, I would say. Uh, at the end of last year in the bubble, <clears throat> you saw, like, they just needed one more person. I didn't know that was going to be Chris Paul. But you can just tell. Uh, their mentality, Monty, the way he coached them, and how they played. Uh, Because I am old school, personified. I do believe Bell Bottoms is going to come back, just like <laughs> everything else. What we're seeing <laughs> right now, we're seeing – uh, ex-players become coaches. Willie Green might get the Pelicans job. That's being announced today. So we're seeing a changing of the guard away from analytics. And I think the mid-range game and the balanced offensive mindset is winning out. And I scored 19,000 points being a mid-range player. People think, oh, I was a three-point shooter. I averaged one three attempt a game in my career. I was a mid-range shooter and I shot close to 48% doing it. And this team reminds me of how you should play. Uh, Devin and Chris Paul don't care. They're about buckets. They're about seeing that orange ball go through the rim to give them confidence, to give them balance. And they have done it all year long. And they've won that way. They, they shoot threes too, but they blend out to threes. Sort of what Golden State did. Golden State passed the ball to the mid post, and they blended out into threes. And that's the way I think you should play the game. And the Suns, they epitomize that this year. They're a tough unit, Colin. I think a lot of people didn't understand how tough they were, how, how strong-minded they were. And, man, I'm telling you, they have a great opportunity now to win a title when nobody thought they would.
1: You know, Eddie, you probably grew up, you had a tough high school coach, you had a tough college coach, and then you go to the NBA and you had a tough NBA coach. The world has changed, as you know, Eddie. Right. It's now an AAU coach who just wants you on his team. You go to college for a year where they pamper you to get you for a year. And then it's a player's league. And it always has been since the days I'm a Seattle kid of Spencer Haywood. It's always been a player's league. Right. But now the players will get you fired a year and a half in. So what does that mean? It means that giving players bad news or harsh news can be problematic. And here's Chris Paul. Are you surprised at all with a team of guys that went AAU, quick college, that Chris Paul, outspoken, highly verbal, intelligent, demanding. All these kids are like, "Yes, teacher. Yeah. Yes, mentor." It doesn't happen, Eddie. That's not the league now. No. It's really hard to get that 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 respect. Are you a little surprised? It's been it's worked as well as it has.
3: Not as surprised as, as much because of what he did in Oklahoma City the year prior. I knew the struggles in L.A. But I heard, too, that, you know, Blake and, and, and obviously DeAndre didn't respond to him. That's uh, right. He goes to Houston. James Harden didn't respond to him. Is that his fault? I don't think it is. I mean, I was brought up in the game to respect your leaders, to figure out how to lead, get to know your teammates. You can't figure them out unless you stare at them and, and look at some of their tendencies and then be able to approach them the right way. I think Chris Paul does all of that. I don't think he gets the, the, I think, the pat on the back as well as he does study how to be a leader. Uh, I know he's very volatile. I know he, he can talk and all of that. And on TV, it looks like it could be overbearing. But it's really the balance of what he does behind the scenes. I know that he and Devin Booker were very close friends. When he decided to come here, they spent time together every day. He spent time with DeAndre, always watching film with DeAndre. That behind-the-scenes stuff gives you a light on how good a leader he is. And they just wanted to win. Like when Monty came here, Devin went to him and said, look, coach, I just want to be coached. I don't care what you do to me. Scream at me. Do whatever you need to do. I'm tired of losing. I just want to be coached. And I think that's the same thing he said to Chris Paul. And this is the best world for Chris Paul. This is what he needs. He's a mad scientist. He'll probably be a coach or a GM in this league. And he has the perfect team for him right now to get it done.
1: You know, Eddie, what's interesting, though, and we we have raised this question on the air. I'm a huge Chris Paul fan, and I have been for years. And I really, about two months ago, I kept saying, this Phoenix team, I thought they were going to – I loved them against Denver. I said, they're going to – this is going to be a quick – in fact, it was right. my one bet of the postseason. I said, Phoenix is going to demolish Denver. It's a great matchup. But it's a salary cap league, and – you know, baseball signed a 10-year contract and everybody knows you last three years, it's a bad deal.
3: Right.
1: If Chris Paul demanded a four-year deal, I'm not sure I'd resign him. At three, I would. Um t- take me to your opinion on what do you do with a 36-year-old point guard with some injuries? Hey, he he's the president of the players' association. They don't take pay cuts. Drew Brees right. did not take a pay cut when he was the players' association guy. Now when he wasn't? He took a pay cut. Chris is right. not going to take a pay cut. Where do you where do you land on bringing him back or potentially saying, okay, now we've reached a point where it's Booker and DeAndre's team and maybe just one championship we can live with and then vie for the next three years for the next one?
3: I think the challenge for Chris and the Suns, more so the Suns obviously, is they win the title. Uh, it's only one player that's walked away from his team as a free agent. And that was Kawhi. I can't see Chris doing it. I can't. I I I think he saw what happened in the Kawhi situation. If Kawhi had stayed in Toronto, I think they probably would have won again. Who knows? Uh I think Chris is, is settled here. He's very good friends with James Jones. He's very good friends with Monty Williams. He's very good friends with, with Devin Booker and DeAndre. Hayden. I mean, he has the perfect world. If he's still interested in a ton of money. I don't know if they can give them four years, but I do know that they intend to try to keep them. And I I think they're going to be very aggressive in trying to keep them. So, and he also knows, Colin, that they have to get better. I mean, even though they're in the finals, if they're going to compete with the Lakers next year and the Clippers next year and Philadelphia, whatever they do and Brooklyn, they got to get stronger, right? They got to go out and find some big bodies and get stronger. And in order to do that, you can't be over the cap. So it's going to fall really into his corner. But I actually believe this is where he wants to be. And I think they'll find a way to work it out.
1: You know, it's interesting because Jay Crowder is actually a very valuable player because of his physical nature, a 3 and D guy, DeAndre Ayton. The other day I got into a discussion with a buddy of mine and I said, what would you draft? Because you have Chris Paul, you have his backup. I, I, We were both talking about what you would draft, and I said, I, I, I think if you're Phoenix, you could just draft best player available. But the way it, you're making it sound is you have to go after muscle. You would want another big.
3: Yes, they do. You see what's happening now. I mean, Shark went down, and I told people, I said, that might not look like it was major, but it really is because DeAndre hadn't been in foul trouble. And so we didn't have to worry about it. But lo and behold, he got in foul trouble, and they had no one to guard Giannis. And they just need some more physicality back there. They got a young kid on the bench right now. He's not totally ready. Jalen Smith, I think, eventually will be. Uh, but they just need some 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 bulk. Like, you know, the Bucks have with Bobby Portis, bringing him off the bench. That's right. A guy that can just yeah. in there, beat you up, play a role, uh, that kind of guy. And, and that's what they're going to need. And it's going to be tough if they got to pay out a lot of money and not be able to go get a guy like that.
1: Okay. So Eddie, I want to talk, cause I love, I grew up on the NBA. I mm-hmm. go back to Elmore Smith center of the Lakers. That's when I started cutting out stuff and putting it on my board in my bedroom. <laughs> I love the NBA since 72 and wilt. Right. So I want to ask you some old time NBA stories. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm totally into this. All right. Let's start with this. You played at Illinois yes. and you upset magic Johnson when he was at Michigan state. So tell me a story. Did you know, back then he was skinny Magic. Did you, and r- back then he couldn't defend me. He was not a very good defender in my opinion. Go back to the first time you saw Magic. What the hell did you make of a six, eight and a half point guard, Eddie, the first time you saw him from at Illinois when he was at Michigan State?
3: Well, well, Colin, I actually knew Magic in high school, and I got a story for you. Uh, he and I were playing in the Albert Schweitzer game. Uh, We had just finished the McDonald's Classic High School All-America game. And we went over to Germany and participated in in this event. And we had an American coach who lived over in Germany. And so when we started to play, Magic would get the rebound. He'd dribble up, he'd make passes, but he'd hit people in the head. You know, they're not catching it and all of that. So this coach calls the timeout. And he takes Magic out of the game. And he says to him, look, you're the tallest guy on this team. You know, we had a guy named Pete Buckle on our team. I think he's about taller than Magic. But he was like, you're the tallest guy. We, we got a guard. We got Darnell Valentine here. You know, Tommy Baker. I
1: remember Darnell. Yeah,
3: we got Tommy Baker. Let them bring the ball up. And I remember sitting next to Magic. And he was literally almost in tears. I mean, I was, and, and I knew what he could do because I saw what he did for a week at the McDonald's Land Classic with Albert King and, and all these great players there. He just destroyed them all. And I just looked at him. I said, hey, man. I said, man, this dude lives over here. I'm like, man, go out there and do what you want to do. Kyle, he went back out there. And I'm not going to take all the credit for it. I think he would have done it anyway. But he went back out there and he grabbed the rebound. And he went down, and, you know, that patent spinning. He's spinning all the way down. And then on the last spin, he just threw it like this. And he hits the guy right here and he dunks it. Then he comes down again and he goes between his legs. He spins again and he goes through a crowd and he dunks it. And then he comes down and it was like a no look pass. He's on the break and he just did that and hit, hit somebody over in the corner for a jumper. They call a timeout. We walk over to the bench. And our coach is like this. He like, and, and he, looked at the, he looked at the assistant coach. He said, what "The hell was I thinking about?" <laughs> True story. I mean, it was the best three minutes I have ever seen Magic play, and that was in high school.
1: By the way, Darnell Valentine, who had the biggest thighs in league history, was a yes. defensive guard. Nice. He gotcha. was. Nicest guy in the world, I think could have done a leg press and won the Olympics. <laughs> I remember, darn, I was one of the great defensive guards. Say, so let's go old school NBA because my staff always makes fun of me. I'm like Rain Man when it comes to old school NBA. There's a handful of players I'm going to throw at you. Okay. And I don't know how many times you face them, but you will know them and have an opinion. Walter Davis who I think is one of the most unheralded players in league history. If I'd never seen him, describe him to my audience, because I number six, I loved him as a kid.
3: You know, people say that, you know, Steph is the greatest shooter ever, and I believe that. But in certain aspects of shooting, he's not. But if you want to grade him out, like on pin downs, back picks, uh, running the court, spot up shooting, He's going to grade higher off the dribble than probably any shooter in the history of this game. So I, I give Steph that. But coming off a down screen, Walter Davis and Dale Ellis. Now, I figure, like, I'm near that group too, but those two dudes, Walter Davis will come off a down screen, elevate, and you see his knees. I mean, and it's the beautiful, most prettiest shot you ever want to see. He was unbelievable. They, they called him Greyhound for a reason. He could run yep. all day. He could run all day. And, I mean, great guy. I mean, he's the one that taught me how to play golf. I mean, I was a teammate of his for one year, uh, and he actually dragged me to a golf course, and I fell in love with it. Uh, but Walt, Walt is a very good friend still to this day but a tremendously underrated player, man. People just don't remember how good and how sweet that jump shot was.
2: Oh, I do. I was a Sonics fan. Oh, yes, I do. He beat us a lot as a kid. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com. .com/iheart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure.
3: Here's another one.
1: Dominique Wilkins once said, I loved playing against Michael. I was terrified of Bernard King. He would do whatever he wanted to. I don't know if you ever crossed paths. I'm guessing you did for a few years. I think he goes down as perhaps one of the, because he had knee problems. Remember, he tried to block a Reggie Theus dunk. He got hurt. He was never the same. I think he would have gone down as an a top 20 player all time. I thought he was an unbelievable talent. That baseline turnaround move, Eddie, was virtually unstoppable. Yes. Tell me, a, Give me a Bernard King story.
3: Yeah, I was actually on that team. I was like behind that play when he got injured. Uh, I had him on my show uh, the other day. And I mean, a couple of weeks ago, and he brought it up again because he remembers uh, how he tore his knee up. Uh, I remember Cotton Fitzsimmons said, Eddie, and he was on that tour where he was like dropping 50 on everybody. Yes. And came to Kansas City, and Cotton was like, you got him. Here I am, this young player, so I'm okay. I'm going to try to guard him. And, I mean, he never said a word to me. I hit him. And back then, when I first got in the league, I was like, I was bigger. You know, they drafted me, like, as a power forward, but they soon got rid of that, said, Eddie, go lose weight. You're not a power forward. But I was hitting him. I mean, in the back, you know how we used to be, able to hit guys, and he wouldn't say a word to me. He just turned and shoot that jumper in my face and just look at me as he went back down court. Like, this dude, crazy. I mean, I'm like, I mean, it just, he, he was just a true professional, man. He understood that he was going to get beat up. He took it, but he still dropped 40 and 50 on you. And you're right about that shot. Uh, when you can post up Kevin McHale, And turn around and shoot with your back to the basket over the top of him with ease. And you're not jumping that high. I mean, I don't understand how he was able to do it. He said it's a science. I'm like, man, well, you need to try to create that science, put in the book, man, because I don't understand how you could get that shot over the top of people like you did. But he did, and he was unbelievable. I mean, he had relentless energy. He was ferocious. And I love the way he played.
1: Okay, now old school, two teams that have never gotten the love they deserve. I want to talk about one. So the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Craig Elo team that lost to MJ, I contend they were one of the longest, uh, Mark Price, most athletic teams in the league, never got the respect. Because, frankly, between the Pistons and Jordan, they were just a hair short. They just could never get past them. The second team that gets no love is sort of the – the Alex English Nuggets, Fat Lever, Alex English Nuggets. Alex is another guy that was just buckets. And again, the, the West had too many good teams. Do you remember those te- the, the, those Nugget teams? And I swear to God with Doug Moe, you would go into Denver, and if you weren't ready to play, they would blow your doors off.
3: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I actually remember both. When I was in Phoenix, uh, I was like, we tried to model our team we went from 28 wins to 55, and the team we were looking at was Cleveland. Uh just a tremendous front line with Hot Rod, Williams, Larry, Nance, yep. and Brad Darty. Now you got Long. Mark Price in the backcourt. You got Elo. I mean, they they I actually signed an offer sheet with them the year before. And I tried to get there, but the Kansas the, the Sacramento Kings matched it and they traded me to Phoenix. And, and so I wanted to get to that team because I felt that's what they needed was a three man that could just play with all them big guys. I would have just feasted on everything, but they had a tremendous team, and I love Lenny Wilkins as a coach. I always wanted to play for him, and never really got the chance. Uh, but that team probably should have won a title. If it wasn't like yeah. you know, the Bulls put out a lot of teams that should have won a title. Cleveland's one right. of them, obviously, and Utah's the other. The Denver team. People always ask me probably, They say. And who's the most difficult guy to guard that you ever played against? And they always think you automatically will say Michael, or you will say Bird, and trust me, they were nightmares. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Bird was a true nightmare, but but you knew where Bird was going to shoot it, and he's just going to shoot it in your face. You didn't have to exhaust a lot of energy to guard him. He just was going to abuse you. Uh, same way with MJ. MJ was just going to abuse you. I mean, so it wasn't like you walked away from that fray fatigue. But guarding Kiki Vanderway, you're fatigued. <laughs> I mean, you were fatigued. He cut, he moved the entire game. And and I was like, I've never, I hated guarding him. And then Alex English, the same way. They all just moved and they cut and they they just never stood still. And they were tremendous. And you're right, fat lever will go down as one of the best rebounding guards in the history of the game. I mean, Russell yep. obviously. Westbrook has taken over that, but, but that lever at about 185 pounds. I mean, he was in there getting 13, 14 rebounds in that offense. When you got Dan (laughs) Issel in there and and, and Calvin Natt and and, and English and Vanderway, he getting all the rebounds. I mean, so no, that team was tremendous. It really was. I mean, they couldn't stop enough to get really far. That's right. That's right. Issue. Uh, but they had defenders. They had T.R. Dunn on that team. They had guys, Bill Hanslick. They had guys that can defend. Yep. But they just didn't have big guys that could defend. And that was always their problem. But, man, they, they would run you out of that gym. And you in that altitude, too. And I hated Kiki and I are very good friends. And I tell him, I, he always thinks I'm just joshing. But I'm not. He's the most difficult dude I've ever had to guard. And, by the way, my, after my rookie year, he and Purvis Short was working me over so much. I asked my assistant coach Frank Hamblin, who passed away a few years ago. I said, Frank, yeah, yeah. what are they doing, man? I mean, the footwork that they got and all of that. He said, they go to Pete Newell's camp every year. And I'm like, well, I, I, I wasn't that familiar with Pete Newell. I was like, I need to go to that camp. And and but after my rookie year, I was averaging nine points a game. I went to that camp, that camp with Kiki and Purvis, and they work with me. Individually, they did. I went from nine to almost 20 a game. Wow. I mean, they I mean, it was, and they were like opponents, but they taught me. I mean, Hakeem was there as well. I mean, Rodney McCray, all of us was in the gym five hours a day working on that move, and yet then we took it back to our teams and competed against one another. I mean, that, 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 that helped me tremendously. But, yeah, Kiki was a nightmare, man.
1: God, I love talking old school, Andy. I can <laughs> talk. Old school NBA forever. Yeah. Okay, before we wrap it up, give me your thoughts on what the series, in your opinion, will look like going forward. Uh listen, Giannis is gonna have his way. I thought Drew yes. Holiday, who's a bigger, stronger guard than Chris Paul, right. that's that's a that's an issue. As you said. Yes. Phoenix Phoenix can get pushed around a little bit. The right. Lakers, when AD was healthy and, and LeBron played, can you can they can push you can push Phoenix around a little bit. What is, what is Monty Williams' next chess move? What do you think game four looks like?
3: I think a couple of things Monty has to look at. One, a little sneaky move that Milwaukee really put in that I think the Suns didn't care at first, but I think now they're starting to see it's an issue, is they're picking up Chris Paul 94 feet. And they're trying to wear him down. And they're trying to take time off the clock because they know if the Suns can push it up and they got 18 seconds to move and run that offense, they're going to get a good shot. And they're trying to negate Chris from being too dominant within that two-man game and not give him a lot of time. So I think they got to find a way to push the ball up faster. Does that mean maybe somebody else brings it up and Holiday is not, you know, dogging Chris? Maybe that's it. I don't know. But they need to find a way to get the ball into the half court quicker so they can have more options. And then, two, they just got to double-team Giannis. Look, the man he was 0 for 8, I mean 0 for 9 outside of the restricted area yesterday. He was 0 for 9. So, that tells you, find a way to get him out of the restricted area. Even sweeping Miami, he only averaged 23 against them because Miami knows how to guard him. And so, I think they, they need to look at that, that film, find a way, and if they can't do it, then they got to double team him. And they got to say, you know what, P.J. Tucker, we know you led the league last year in corner threes. Go at it. You know, true holiday, go at it. If you all make them, we We lose. But we're not allowing this man to score 40 points on us and get everybody in foul trouble. And he's making his free throws now. So I don't think Milwaukee's going to change anything. They're going to try to stick with what they're doing and hope the Suns don't make the adjustment. Suns will make that adjustment. They'll speed the game up as well. I still got the Suns winning this series. I just think that Devin Booker cannot continue to struggle like he has. I think he's like a little winded right now. And he's got to find a way to get it. Going from not ever making the playoffs For him, 10 years for the organization, I think going all the way to the finals is kind of taking a load on him. I think the nose issue is still bothering him somewhat, but he's got to fight through it. He's got two wins to win a title.
1: Eddie Johnson. Sons play-by-play, play, 17 years. We went old school, new school, <laughs> analytics, analytics. <laughs> Hope your golf game is great. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. I just love this. Thanks, man. Well, well Colin,
3: look, I'm a fan, man. I watch you every day, man. You do a tremendous job. I, I, in fact, you interviewed me a few times when, when you yep. were in Portland, and I was with the Sonics. And so, man, no, you do a great job, man. So I was very uh, happy that I got a chance to spend some time with you.
1: All right. Thanks, man. All right. God, that was fun for me. Here, Eddie weekday afternoons all year long on the only place on radio for 24-7 coverage of the NBA, Sirius XM NBA radio. My FanDuel pick for game four, Suns plus four and a half. I think it's close. I'll take Phoenix to win by about one to two. They've got to push Giannis away from the basket. It's not an easy lift for Phoenix. Uh, they're They're not big. It's a young team. It, it's, it's, this is a tough ask. But I think Phoenix plus four and a half is the play in game four. And thank you for listening to us. I can't tell you between those aviation nightmare stories and old school NBA calves and nuggets. I'm in freaking heaven. I'm going to go have a cocktail. I'm in heaven. The staff's looking at me. All these young guys are like, Kiki Vandaway. Yeah, I'll give you a Kiki Vandaway story. True story. Kiki Vandewa would go on a six-game road trip and pack one pair of dress pants, brown cords. Legendarily frugal. I kid you not. I had a guy tell me one time, halfway through a season, he said, Kiki, I'll buy you pants. You cannot wear brown cords every night out on a six-game roadie. Hey, you don't get this on any other podcast. At The Volume Sports, Twitter and Instagram, rate, review, subscribe. We'll see you later.
4: two is like no other course. Two 420 foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to seventy four on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb four hundred twenty feet in the sky, so you reach zero G's in total weightlessness. Four hundred twenty feet of straight up speed. Let's get it.
3: Top Thrill Two, the world's tallest and fastest triple launch Stratacoaster. Get your tickets at CedarPoint.com. Being a
0: chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash with amex.
3: Let me just run this by
1: my lawyer. Is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years.